Let's roll into it, baby. Let's roll into it. <laughs> you, you take it away on this one, huh? Roommates, fuck them. Am I right? <laughs> I got nothing but love for my roommate. I don't know what you're talking about. That's I, all directed to yours. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Especially when they missed the cardinal rule number one of uh, going to get the couch together. You don't. You don't do that. Okay. Rule number one: If you're going to go get a couch, and you are the one who hates the couch that's in the house. You go with the person to go get the couch. You don't go say, hey, man, thanks for getting the couch. I'll see you later. I'm going to go suck some dick. You don't fucking do that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yo. Rule number one, you get the couch together as a roommate. Yo. That is so much heat. This one, buddy. <laughs> Boys, let's remember our training. is yeah that's rule number one you don't you don't just go dip out after you're the one who shits on the couch of the person that you're running from and then be like oh this person's gonna get another couch you go with them and then help them get the couch yeah i mean hey totally agree i didn't also clean up after yourselves i didn't i didn't bring this shade um i'm bringing it there. because i back that person that's been complaining about the couch because I well, agree. why don't you give everyone some context here? All right. So Colton has a couch, been around a long time. Everyone has a couch that you just, you have for a long time. And mm -hmm. then you usually don't replace it until someone kind of mentions something, right? Because sure. it's comfortable to you. Yeah. So you've been getting some, some compliments of like, hey, probably need a new couch. People might be passing out on it every now and then. They use it more than you do because you're not really in front of it on that couch very often you're out you're doing other things and other stuff going on so other people use the couch right so they've been like hey man probably not need a couch your cat has really need the hell out of that couch too in that one spot yeah it and is i don't like, know who it is is it triton or is it jelly bean i've never seen that work at literally like the cushiony part has needed all the way down i've never seen it like that before either <laughs> i was like wow that is crazy so michael brought it up one day and i backed him I was like, hey, man, I agree. Need a new couch. It's probably time. Doesn't have to be expensive. Whatever. Side of couch on the side of the road can be more comfortable than this couch. Yeah. So then I guess it finally came the day. Y'all both agreed upon a couch, which is awesome. And then you got the work together. You set up the mission to go get to it. And you were like, hey, Michael, I'm going to go get this couch. Let's go. And Michael's like, that's cool, man. Uh, I got other better things to do, I guess. Uh, go suck some dick, I guess. So I'm going to go do that, and I will. Just to clarify, he's the one sucking the dick? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Got it. For Got sure. In yeah. and out on this right here. but Yeah. So he's like, I guess I got better other things better to do. I guess I love my this couch. I don't need to get a good couch, better couch. So then he leaves Colton here to go get this couch, rinse the truck, everything, 
Unfortunately, it seems like the couch situation didn't work out on the back end. But still, the point is, he's the one who started the, the conversation. He's the one that complained. He's the one that got everybody else riled up about the couch situation and then doesn't do anything about it when the time came. Rule number uh, one. Okay. All right. All right. That, so, sorry, that just now I'm back in, Now I'm back in the conversation because <laughs> I've been, I've been a little out of character day. Pretty seasoned day for your boy. Um, How would anybody be seasoned after that? Yeah, that's not where my seasonings really come from. The, the spice isn't necessarily come from Michael. I mean, I gave him, you know, a couple chances here for sure. Said I needed the help. Showed up. Didn't need help for See, that. I can't, the thing is, though, is I agreed with him. And now I can't continue backing that because now so I feel like I that's want, where you're, you're now really I want him to continue sitting on that couch. Right. And I want him to sit on the worst part of it. Right. You know, if, if, if I'm I okay want with him, that, but I way, want saves his me head money. on the side where the kneading has happened all yeah. the way down. Yeah. And I mean, I'm what, 28 now and I've spent $200 on couches like the collectively, like over my entire lifetime, that is the amount I've spent on couches. I just, I'm 29 now, and I finally, I think just this past year, bought an actually nice couch. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna invest. Before that, free. I just free. don't, I don't understand. <laughs> it's like a friend of mine bought a two thousand dollar couch the other day and has a dog that's going to be actively jumping oh, on it. You can't. What? I don't understand that. $2,000. And we see what's come of this couch. And From I'm a like, cat. I'm like, it's so tough for me to wrap my head around He's going, I'm gonna investing. <laughs> Triton did, dude. Well, no, so he, hard. He's just, so my cat Triton is just the personification of anxiety. And he gets so excited or anxious and he just needs, and he's literally formed a bowl <laughs> in the in the cushion of that sofa it's always down to the hardness <laughs> underneath yeah. like there's the cushion right it's through the cushion <laughs> through down the, to the hard part. i don't know how he did that so that's why i got the egg chair i'm like for sure they can enjoy that now now jelly bean just switches off if, if triton wants to get on the cat tower jelly bean's like no no, no i want to get on that yeah and then if Triton wants to get on the egg chair he's like no no, no, no i want to get on that <laughs> so they try and still is just piecing up on the couch i'm like ah i don't know what to do with it so, um, damn couch. And also, so not to segue out of that. I mean, we can sit in that spice as long as we want to, but it's pepper right now. Sure. <laughs> sure. Let's just go along with the spice. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's cinnamon. Well, you ever just want to have one of those days where, you know, it's like, Hey, you, you could have used your time more wisely. And I saw a great quote today. Um, Lessons will continue to be repeated until they are fully learned. That's kind of like, it sounds like you keep doing the same. What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over. I think the definition of that quote is it's fucking worn out. The definition of insanity is worn yeah. out. Yeah. It's a good one though. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Water is wet. Mm-hmm. True. Or... What was that? If if water, if something's underwater, is it wet? I don't know. Getting off topic on that. Go back to what you were saying. Mm. So I was just letting that quote like really sink in and, and resonate with me. You know, um, just after after the day. And you know, you ever just driving down the road and just grip the steering wheel and just, fuck. That's how it felt. 
Yeah. Yeah. Usually when I have to drive through Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> like every time I hit that interchange through downtown. Yeah. I feel better now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean a little bit. Like. <laughs> Sorry to everybody's ears there. <laughs> no, nah, that couldn't have been too bad if it was. I apologize. But. <laughs> You know when you have one of those days where you're like... Smoke some weed, man. <laughs> I, I'm not making the money I should. I'm not in life. I'm not where I should be in life. I'm not... Everything is not okay. And then you're fucking eating your breakfast, your fucking bowl of gratitudos, and you're like, this is the fucking life I was dreaming of. Ten years ago, I couldn't fucking imagine the problems I have right now. Could not fucking fathom being in the place in life i am at right now and yet i want to destroy things this is the dark side folks this is the dark I side don't know coming up. i don't know why this is what happens when you're halfway through your 30 days of living <laughs> bro. <laughs> bro this is what he thought we do too much <laughs> Yo, yo, yo! <laughs> I swear to God, you know what I was doing on this fucking computer? You know, my know. comfort zone challenge thing was today. What's your comfort zone? I spent five thousand dollars on a fucking mastermind. I'm like, <laughs> fucking thirty days of living, baby. Yeah, yeah. All for that one quote. God damn it! I <laughs> so. I submitted, you have to go through like a couple like applications and interviews uh, for the, or like review rounds or whatever How for this. How many drugs have you done? I, I mean, this is one of those where they're like, you'd almost be out if you hadn't, right? How do I get into that one? And they're like, well, we need you to submit an admission video. Like, what are you hoping to gain out of this experience? And I just wanted to be as authentic as possible. I was like. What are you hoping to teach me? That's what I need. I said, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, sir, ma'am. I don't know. He, sure, it, he, she, it. Sometimes you just feel a funny feeling in your your stomach and you're like, I should go towards that. That's what I described mm -hmm. to them. I was mm -hmm. like, here's the deal. I've joined other masterminds. I've been a part of a lot of containers. I've, I've done things where it's like, hey, let's be business professionals, grow, whatever. I was like, this looks fucking cool. I want to be a part of it. I don't know why. Yeah. But most people, I think, let those moments pass by, and you're like, fuck it. Boop. Yeah, Sign well, that shitty it. roommate you're talking about is the one that convinced me. I was like, not convinced me, but he, he, you know, held the space, and I was like, he's right. <laughs> so now we've cost. Now he doesn't come after. You better. I hope this is one of those, like, open-minded ones. Like, oh, let out how you feel about that person. Have Be you seen honest. the Grinch doing yoga? Being honest. Because that's then, how I feel. I feel like the Grinch doing yoga. And then they're like, all right, let's all partner, partner up. We're going to talk about how we feel. And then you grab Michael by the shirt, and you're like, uh-uh, buddy. <laughs> We're in this one together. <laughs> no, I'll tell you. I mean, out of all the roommates I've ever had, Michael was hands down the best. Um, and... It's just uh, for sure. I mean, for sure, for sure. It was just a miss by it, but still, it's all tongue in cheek. I'm involved in the situation because I'm the one that was backing the whole thing. Now, and it now does I'm come like, full circle. It does come. And full I'm circle. like, I mean, 
here's the deal. I felt where a lot of this frustration comes from is I've been living really well by the fuck yes or fuck no. Right. If it feels yeah. totally aligned, cool, go for it. If it doesn't, don't do it. Yeah. And the whole time I'm driving to get that couch, <laughs> I felt fuck no energy the entire yeah. time. I mean, like my back hurts. Yeah. I had so much stress. And I show up and it's too small. I couldn't even like it was the universe the whole time saying like, hey, fuck face, you shouldn't be doing this, right? But you live and you learn. Live and you learn. Man, what to... Or you don't. Lessons keep being repeated until they're fully learned. You know, that is the quote of the day. What was... Lessons keep repeating it so you never learn it. Got it. Is that what it was? What is this? Another mustard and mayonnaise episode? I don't know, man. I'm just repeating what you said. Just keep dipping fries and bullshit. I mean, we all found out what was the best one in the end, so we repeated until we found out. And yet, I show up to one of your parties, and it, it was like the third place finisher of what mayonnaise what was the third place finisher that was there yeah i don't know man we had leftover mayonnaise <laughs> like i threw it out there <laughs> fair enough What's it? what are you what, gonna do what are you gonna do what are you gonna do went to uh atlanta this past weekend with the girlfriend had a blast out there and went to the van gogh experience how was that? That was awesome. Yeah. Highly recommend anybody to go to that. Get super high. Did you? And go to that. Yeah. So actually, the number of people that had reached out to me that were like, did you do acid? Did you do mushrooms? Did you go? It's just like, wow, didn't realize all these people were that interested in doing these combos like I was. But don't recommend doing either of those <laughs> going to it because the Van Gogh experience is like panels that you read about his life. Dude was whacked out of his mind. You read a bunch of panels, they like build you up kind of about his life and his story and you like learn about him and who he was and his background. And then you go into that cool 360 degree room where they show, it's about a 30 minute show and it's pretty cool. It's on the floor, the walls, everything. I got super stoned and went to that, but highly recommend going and checking that out, but just get high on weed. Don't go on everything else because <laughs> you're going to get in there. And then you're gonna be like, oh shit, I have to read stuff. <laughs> like, oh, I have mm. to like walk around people to get to this thing. And then like, let's say you get to the end and you finally made it. And you're like, oh, amazing. And then it lasts for 30 minutes. And you're like, what do I do with the next 10 hours of my <laughs> day now? I have to make it home. Yeah. After that. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you need to leave. <laughs> like, Sir. Do I? You've been in the same spot for two hours. You okay? No. <laughs> Did I tell you about my Home Depot experience recently? The Home Depot experience? The, wait, the, not earlier today. No. Okay. No. So like a week or two ago? Okay. I was pretty feeling pretty rough after going out on Saturday night. And um, I mean, took a bit of an edible, as you do. You know, you wake up and you're like, hey, you know what? Like, I'm just going to, I'm going to have me a Sunday. Hell yeah. Right? Hell yeah. And um, well, I, I called a friend called Abby on the way to Home Depot and um, she has an awesome podcast, by the way, 1% better with Abby Rogers. Great podcast. And <clears throat> so I'm talking to her on the way and that will start hitting. And I was like, Oh hell yeah. I'm, I'm hungry now. I can eat. You know, God, I mean, it will eat like one thirty, and I'm like, boy needs to eat something. Right. Mm -hmm. and I was like, should I get Wawa or Subway? And she was like, honestly, Colton, you know, you're gonna feel like shit if you eat others. I'm like, yeah, you're right. So I go past Home Depot a little bit and I found this Cuban sandwich shop pull up in the parking lot and I just chilled for like five more minutes it, and it really starts setting in. I was like, okay, Hey Abby, I, I need to 
I need to get inside. I'd, I'd eaten a bit more. I could feel <laughs> the levels kind of coming. I was like, yeah. I ate a bit more than I thought I should have. Yeah. So I, I need to get in there. Or maybe like all the THC just slid to that corner of the gummy <laughs> block. And so I walk in and I was like, you know, when you just like, like you said, you read, you're trying to read, but you're like, ah, this is just not going well. I'm either reading it and understanding it and not retaining it, or I just can't read. Mm -hmm. Something, nothing is lining up here. So I'm staring at the menu and <laughs> there's every reason for me to believe that the girl behind the counter just saw how fried I was. <laughs> I mean, I was sunny side up fried. She's like, you belong here. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, <laughs> so I, I, you know, I looked at the menu and I was like, Hey, I need help here. Can you just give me like top three? What are your top three options? Cause she was like, honey, do you need a couple minutes? Like knowing I would. And I was like, no, just give me three options. I stared straight at her face, heard every word and didn't understand a fucking lick of it. Not a lick of it. She's probably pointing at the thing. Like this is her lips just might as well have been like caterpillars. just going in different directions. <laughs> this is how you should be at the Van Gogh. All right. Just go on. <laughs> So I stayed at her for a minute and who knows how long I paused trying to understand what I'd just been thrown, but I wasn't catching any of it. So I looked at her and I was like, Hey, I'm gonna need a bit of trust here. Okay. Um, I need you to pick for me. <laughs> and she was like, have you ever been here? I was like, no. She was like, you want me to pick for you? I was like, just some good. Some, mm -hmm. your boy needs some. Yeah. She was like, Okay. Uh, do you like onions? I was like grilled. She's like, cool. 932. I'm like sick. So, um, just gives you a whole grilled onions. That's it. <laughs> just box of grilled onions. Dollars. So, long story short, while I'm sitting there, I'm waiting. Um, this kid comes up doing a fundraiser with cookies or something. I bought $20 of the worst fucking cookies I've ever had. I mean, <laughs> I wish I just would have given my money. He saw me from a mile away. I was like, dude, I don't have any cash. He goes, we take cash out. I'm like, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Go to Home Depot. Buy all the parts I need to hook up my cold water spigot outside because right now it's running hot water. Home Depot high is very interesting too. I left all the fucking parts there. <laughs> I brought home the pipe and that's it. That's it. I bought all the parts. <laughs> I left them there, <laughs> right in the oh, bag. Oh man! Yeah. This is after two different people helped me, and then a store employee had to help me. <laughs> you had to make that walk of shame back. No, dude, I, I didn't realize it was gone for a week. Oh my god! <laughs> I was gonna come home and fix something. I couldn't even put it together in the aisle. That's hilarious. I just assumed that the pipe made it home. The fucking parts made it home. <laughs> Just figured the Home Depot. I thought the whole thing came. <laughs> the examiner had to escort me to the front of the store, sir. You you check out right right there over there <laughs> right right there. No, not the plywood that so, way. Long story short, I went back the other day, bought the parts, brought them home. Wrong fucking parts. So I get blasted as a spaceship by the right parts. Leave them. Go back sober. Buy the wrong parts. Bring them home. doing great you're doing great thanks man <laughs> we went to uh fuck! fuck we went to uh while we were in atlanta <laughs> found out that um that's where mlk was born and uh you know they act that it's a national historic site 
there where he was born. So we're like, oh, and we looked it up on the map. And we're like, oh, it's like 15-minute walk, 15, 20-minute walk. And I was like, oh, it seems pretty close by. Let's walk over that direction. And then we're, we're both like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. And didn't realize as you start leaving the touristy area, <laughs> it gets a little bit more sketchier and a little bit more sketchier, right? So we're go, we like walk through the hood to uh-huh. get to MLK's place. ATL hood's a special kind of hood, too. It was interesting. Yeah, to that, say that's least. a hard hood. We were getting looks of like, what are you doing here? Yeah. And we were, we, because uh, we want, we thought about taking, there's a train that goes. There's like a, a tourist train that hits all the tourist spots. Yeah. And we're like, oh, we, we only have so much time to get there before it closes. And we start getting closer to it. And, of course, we see like <laughs> all the, like we see the tram. We see everyone getting off. Like we're the only ones that walked to this, to MLK's birth spot. And it was cool. We saw the the, the little home next door. You couldn't go inside MLK's house, which was awesome. But we were taking the, the we go to take the tram back. And you had to like pay to to get on the tram and um, there's a black family that they were like trying to pay to get on and the machine just wouldn't work. Right. And we got in a conversation with him. He was like, yeah, this tram's okay. I'm a trolley driver from like Chicago or something. No, Baltimore. And then he was like, yeah, we, we started to walk and we, we started to walk. We got five minutes to it. We we're like, <laughs> we're walking. We we're like, well, we walked it. They were like, you two walked. <laughs> we were like, yeah, we probably shouldn't. <laughs> done that he was like no <laughs> and i was like well i just wanted to get the full mlk yeah. experience you know <laughs> he, yeah. he started laughing he's like oh yeah you got yeah you got the full so experience. on a scale of like one i don't know where this neighborhood would be on a one to ten right give me a, a one to that neighborhood where would this the neighborhood we're currently in right now fall in, in comparison to ATL hood. This on a scale, like the most hood and then one is less hood. Was that hood like the most hood you feel like? That was pretty hood. That's probably like an 8.5. Yeah. Like that, that was probably 8.5. I, I think like LA, like under a bridge is like a 10. Yeah. This was like, at one point we had like a hobo in front of us and a hobo behind us, like walking oh. <laughs> simultaneously. And we, I had to be like vigilant because we've been to a city before and almost got robbed. When they're mobile, they're scary. And it was just like, mm, all right, this is interesting. And then, like, we had another guy cross from the other street and then start walking behind us. And we were like, just keep walking. Just keep walking. Get there. And uh, all the shops, like, no sh- stores are open. They're all shut down and everything. There's nothing open on this side of town. Uh, it was pretty interesting, to say the least. But, like, <laughs> it was just interesting. You just, because we stayed pretty much in the touristy area because we went to, like, Coca Cola college football the centennial olympic park that's pretty much all in one area right yeah and so you leave that area and it gets pretty bad rough spots we went we even took a ride to a pretty cool restaurant outside of that zone and everywhere between there and there was just like yeah don't (laughs) let's let's keep driving yeah to that spot but Atlanta's huge. Atlanta is huge the whole that whole tour we stayed in the ritz carlton one of the days that was pretty awesome yeah it was like how'd you like that that was like the comfort zone. First experience with the Ritz? Or? First experience with the Ritz. Yeah. I could not believe the level of like, I mean, it's not the best Ritz Carlton, I would say. You like, Have you stayed at other Ritz? I've seen other Ritz. I right. haven't stayed on, but like sure. the one in Sarasota is like creme de la creme yeah. of like the type of Ritz Carlton experience. This one was uh, downtown. It, it was more of, they provided a level of service that you're not going to get. Yeah. Anywhere else. Like, Did it, you get a butler? 
we didn't have a butler, but okay. like anything, like if I asked for something, they are immediately like, yeah. we want, when we uh, wanted to leave that day, we wanted to um, check our bags in. Yeah. Uh, just to like, hey, can we leave our bags while we go check out the rest of the town? She's like, yeah, sure, no problem. And I didn't even realize it like 30 seconds later, guy behind us, like, let me take your bags. It was just like, they'll be ready right here. Just ask for this. Didn't have to like go out of my way to go get it. Get right. that person. They, she had someone come right up. Yeah. Um, and then like when I, when that someone like saw us, like have, we went to go to the bar, but then like we couldn't stand at the bar. They had a server. It was kind of weird, but like someone, the uh, workers noticed that. And they were like, oh, do you want a drink? And then they were like, what do you want? And they just like came and got it for us because they just noticed yeah. that something was off about uh, like our experience. Yeah. And so it was just like, oh, wow, like the level of, of service that you're getting on top of this is pretty nice. That is exactly what you want. That is like, that's what you feel like. You go to a courtyard and they're like, no, go that way around the corner. Like, <laughs> they literally stare you in the eyes. <laughs> that's what they do. What did you want? Thanks for your money. Yeah. <laughs> you already paid. Already paid. They had like in the room, they had uh, like shoe polish, like everything to like polish your shoes with, umbrellas to take with you around the town. We took our umbrella with us just so we could use it around the town, slippers, robes. I think I still have. Awesome. No, I, I just threw out recently. I had a, a robe from the Ritz. Me and my buddies took some acid and stayed at uh, a Ritz. And there's another one we stayed yeah. at uh, in Atlanta. But when I went to Miami, we took some acid and uh, we were actually coming off the beach from July 4th and it was fucking beautiful, man. It was just, uh, but it is Florida. You know, the weather can change in a second. We're watching the fireworks from the water and you're just kind of in the water and your body's dissolving and all of a sudden, mm -hmm. you know, a UFO of a thunderstorm comes rolling in. <laughs> that storm cell looked like it was a UFO, you know, Independence Day. Yeah. And, um, we're like, no, it's chill, it's chill, and I shit you not, lightning struck no for no less than like five, six hundred yards away. It was enough. I almost walked out of that water. I almost. <laughs> no matter how fucked you are, anytime lightning closes by, you're like, oh, time I to mean, go. It struck. I don't. We couldn't tell if it struck the boat or like it. It must have been within 10, 15 feet of a boat. If it didn't strike the boat, I mean, it was close enough where people definitely had an adverse reaction on that boat, right? Yeah. Um, so we're like, okay. And we levitated out of that water on into the <laughs> beach. As we're walking by, my buddy was like, you know, <clears throat> let's just get some information. And I was like, oh, dude, every fucking time. I know exactly what that conversation is, right? So I just went ahead and handed him my credit card. And I was like, Everyone else needs convincing, but I know where this is going. Yeah. So you just let me know how much I'm pitching in on this and we're cool. Yeah. Sure as shit, he comes out and he's like, it's not as bad as you think and starts his fucking sales pitch shit. This is why being friends with salespeople is the best and the worst. Tell me, just tell me what it is. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was a couple hundred bucks or whatever. And I was like, cool, whatever, you know? And um, he paid a difference to get us like upgraded to something. We're walking through the, the hallway and there's like, of course, all in ass art you know it's the ritz yeah. in miami yeah so they have like all this textured stuff and Ooh. you're just like going through and you're like am i in paris hilton's fucking head right now it's just like <laughs> weird kooky shit and um yeah that was just that was a really cool experience you know um the pool had all these funky leds in them so like when we went we figured out how to check in got to the room put our stuff down and then 
managed to find the pool and the pool was like playing in jello because all the leds so yeah. it was like you're picking up like blocks of jello <laughs> that was pretty wicked so it, it's cool to have and, and to wake up the next day by the way in that experience i think is pretty opulent right like you feel like extreme level of comfort you, yeah you just feel um i don't know how much more comfortable we can get there's like something that. to be said for stepping into those experiences right like like as soon as we pulled up too like the the valet people like what do you need what can we get you like every time we got back they had cold bottles of water yeah every time you got back and handed it to you anytime we walked out the door then they saw us on our phone they're like where are you trying to get to can we help you do that can we yeah. help you get there do you need a taxi like it was just always on but, top of it i mean even the people working there they make pretty good money just working there that right? well i remember when i was in working in hotels right like that was my goal was to get to a place like that like if that's your and hospitality, that's the creme de la creme of, besides like the Regis and maybe some of the, the W, some of the other ones too, yeah. the other industry names. I'm thinking of Marriott right now. The Regis is the other one I stayed at. Yeah, the Regis is a big one. And uh, if you're a hospitality worker, that's where you want to get to because yeah. that's going to be high level. You're going to make the good money. You get good tips on top of it. Yeah. Um, the problem is that your clientele is just more snippy. I remember walking into Sarasota, uh, um, Ritz Carlton once <clears throat> and uh, just walking through the lobby. I wanted to check it out. And this older lady was ripping on one of the employees, like going in on like yelling in the lobby. About nothing. Just about nothing. I remember, I don't remember the ex exactly what it was, but I remember it was about nothing, mm. but it was just like, I am paying for this. Like yeah. I expect this type yeah. of service. And that's her, that, but that one, like that's like a thousand dollars a night. Yeah, that one down there. We got lucky. For, we got this one. I looked it up months ago for like two thirty. Yeah, that's and, I, and it was like comparison to the other. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna spend that to stay in it. And yeah. then I looked it up the night of just to see, and it was five hundred. Yeah. So somehow we just got lucky with the pricing. Yeah. No, somehow. That, that any anytime you stay at a Ritz or anything like that, it's bare minimum like five hundred a night. Yeah, I was like, hell yeah, I'm, we're booking that. Yeah, the rooms are sweet, but it's always about the service. Like the Regis, we had a yeah. butler. And, nice. uh, yeah, I believe that time too. We'd also taken acid that day. I got to do that at a nice yeah, hotel. We like went that. to, we went to the Atlanta aquarium. Cause you could just walk around. Cause that, that one too, the Atlanta one, they had, uh, it was more classical art mm -hmm. everywhere. Like you, they had the things that was like 1878, 1679 or something like they had it way back. Yeah. And it was just cool. looking at this classical art and just the decor of the whole place was really core. Cool. The core. Yeah, we um, we went to the Florida Aquarium and uh, Georgia Aquarium, by the way, way nicer. I'm sorry, I, I said Florida. I meant Georgia, the Atlanta Aquarium. Did I say that? Oh, you oh. said Florida. Yeah, my bad. So we went to the Atlanta Aquarium, and that thing is nice, insane, dude. Talk wow. about a spiritual experience, right? Yeah. Wow, you can sit there. Just that one room with the the huge the wall with the the whales and yeah. the manta rays going by. Yeah, you could sit there all day. Dude, some people do. Watch, just watch that. Yeah, the, that's what I looked at. I was like, see, the Florida Aquarium, I wouldn't get a membership at. Like oh, fuck the no. Georgia Aquarium, you're like, they're like, oh yeah, we got a new humongous whale in. If you'd like to come check that out, yeah, like, yeah, I'm gonna use my membership and go look at this now. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna be feeding uh, the sharks today, humongous fish. As long as you're in the right headspace, I, I go back and forth. I'm like, sometimes all four aquariums and everything and, and zoos, and then sometimes I'm not. Like that one is a 
L something whatever certified. So like it's a conservatory. And yeah, I remember them saying So is that. the Florida one. And so like some of the like marquee ones are, but there's plenty of them that aren't. There's a really dark belly to to that industry. And, you know, I mean, it is what it is. But even when you think about some of those whales and how many thousands and thousands of miles they travel every year. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter how big that tank is. It's not big enough. Yeah, they put uh, one of the humongous sharks... It was like a whale shark. I don't know what they call that shark, but it was like a whale shark. It trout. I guess it was being bred in Japan for the fin that they do, and then they brought it. They bought it and just brought it over here. Yeah, and they got it here in like thirty six hours. Yeah, they have to. They have to. Uh, great oh, whites yeah. can't live in conservation. Do you know that? It, like in a like in an aquarium or something. Yeah, they'll just eat everything, won't they? No, they just they just die. That like the longest they've been able to keep one alive is like maybe maybe a year. I wonder if that's because they do kind of like um, they travel vast distances between. Like, that's the thing about the whales. They travel big distances. I mean, I have no idea. They don't know either, right? Obviously, where they'd keep them alive. Um, they just break down. Yeah. And it's pretty sad. A lot of those animals break down. But um, on yeah. a lighter note, you take some acid and you see the fucking dolphin show. And that's the most metal thing you've ever seen. Dude, they got like <laughs> fireworks going off. Dudes are doing backflips. Yeah, we missed the dolphin show that we had to book something. It's like you expect a man to jump out with a guitar and like skin, skin tight leather, you know, full jumpsuit on just like ripping a fucking Bruce, (laughs) Bruce Springsteen comes out and he's Uh, going hard. Those dolphins are sick. And then the (laughs) the jellyfish, I was, I literally was like, press my face against the tank and I'm like, Oh, take me away. Jellyfish. I don't give a fuck about, they don't have a nervous system. They ain't got a brain. Yeah. They're sentient conscious beings maybe, but so is my lawn. So mow that bitch every day. Don't give a fuck. I like to think the the bad people in the world when they die they become jellyfish because it's like what can you do nothing I mean maybe but <laughs> what is you become a jellyfish what is the animal is it the jellyfish that like we don't know how old they are like they don't die is that the jelly jellyfish they just go back they just like go back down to like the polyp or something I don't know there's some yeah there's something else they, you can be a really smart person it sounds stupid you know like that's <laughs> my experience in life you're really there's definitely an, i've heard of that where there's an animal where it just kind of goes and then it sheds something and then all of a sudden it comes back yeah I like newer i don't know but then you got to reproduce so wouldn't they just be everywhere unless they're being eaten that means they have to have a lot of predators then because then they're constantly I mean, it's being eaten. jellyfish turtle Basically, oh, turtles are like nom nom nom. That's turtles like, fuck them up. That's why like, plastic bags fuck turtles up. It's like gummy bear. Oh yeah, that's like gummy bears. Nom 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 to them. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe they're like yeah, snack time. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that I mean that's the plastic really is doing a number on on the world. I, I was talking to um, Gracie last night about this, where we we were talking about. Um, the state of the world, and have you ever read anything by Peter Thiel or Peter Diamandis? No. I think one of the books is titled Bold, co-authored with Bill Gates and uh, another guy. They, they talk about, like, you know, I'm a firm believer, and I said this at the Landmark Forum when the lady was kind of pushing on how, you know, look how many bombs are being dropped. Like, if you looked right now, if you looked at COVID, Afghanistan, the financial state, you know, how brittle it is, and we feel like everything's about pop into recession mm. it's really easy to kind of like forget like my day-to-day 
you know, 10 years ago, I, I, I was wishing for the problems I had today. It's such a fucking honor to be Same. stressed out about the problems I have. Yeah. And it's really easy for us to forget um, that this is the greatest the world has ever been. Mm-hmm. Just flat out. There's no refuting it, you know. Joe Rogan makes that point a lot. He's like, we could all, you know, we have all these problems going on, but like comparative to what it was 10 years, 20 years, 100 years ago, we're yeah. progressively better than we've ever been. That's before. just the way it rolls. And, like, I th- and I think too, what comes with that, if we're getting, it is better than it ever been, is the communication is also better than it's ever been, of course, with social media. So then yeah. problems can be passed easier. You yeah. can find, you before social media, I didn't know what was going on on the other side of the world. I had to find out through a newspaper. Right. But now, it, within a blink of a second. Data and information <laughs> spread so fast. So fast. now. But I think also that's what's being used against us to try to push clicks. Click, 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 click. Yeah. To get, the, to get us. Dopamine is, fix. Those dopamine fix. And for whatever reason. Like and subscribe, assholes. Hey, just brush up against that uh, subscribe button. Just hip just check it. Just hip, ch- just lick it. Shoulder roll. Lick it. Lick the subscribe button. I bet button. you can't touch it with your belly button. I bet none of you can. That's your challenges right now. 30 days of trying to subscribe. So how do you feel about the whole Taliban thing going on? It's a fucked up situation. We were talking about like spread of information. Like you think about the civil unrest that popped up when Egypt was going through like that civil yeah. war or whatever, right? Like yeah. that coup. How the fuck is the Taliban still a thing? Yeah, I mean, they just they just kind of go into the hills until they find an opportunity, and then all of a sudden come back out once the opportunity arises. They, it's like a, I I almost kind of relate them to uh, like white supremacists. You know, they're just kind of there. You know, they don't. Go. Yeah, if the white supremacists um, had a religion, and they were crazy, or and just was like they didn't have a mindset of like white supremacists, like, pretty crazy. They're crazy, but they're not coming out and just being like, they're not killing people because you don't support them. They were at one point. Let's keep that in mind. That Ku Klux Klan, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Don't forget. You're right. So let's, I was like literally 50 years ago. I would say, okay, so then kind of like the Ku Klux Klan, right? I guess that's, they're kind of like that where they go, where you can you push them down, but there's always going to be a pocket of them mm. and then they'll spread. Well, I saw it today. Like one of the reasons I thought about that is because the U.S. has seized, um, Afghanistan assets so like if we have this is a real conundrum we have seven billion of their dollars so along with uh, other foreign entities we've just like international a g7 summit has completely you know all the all the first world countries have said we're going to lock down Afghanistan's assets so the Taliban have access to like 0.03 of liquid assets it's kind of like and I'm using this as an example of like what's happening with Britney Spears where she doesn't have control of her assets. Is that kind of what the she does have control of her assets now? She does. Yeah. Okay. So she won that case. what it was before, is that kind of like what the world did to Afghanistan was like, you can't run things right now. Um, yeah. Or, in a sense. I mean, that's a pretty crude analogy, but sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's factually accurate. The parents step in and we're like, no, nah, can't do that. We've got some rough stuff going on. Cause like some countries are trying to negotiate with, uh, the Taliban and be like, Hey, okay. Like, if you want to be recognized as a legitimate government, here's what's gonna happen. Where the Taliban's like, man, big fuck you. Like we've all we got the time. You know, we've proven that over and over. We'll wait you guys out. And it's like and America's like, no, we don't negotiate with terrorists at all. And we consider them a terrorist organization, whereas Twitter has banned Trump, but the Taliban is allowed that, to tweet. Now that's on Twitter's part, that's 
fucking weird. stupid. That's that. That's, that's such disgusting. A, that's a bad. That's a yeah. That's just bad all like around. The, the They're like how actual can you ambassador that? for the Taliban is allowed to tweet. That's disgusting. And then it's like on the CEO of the company, like then whose side are you on? Yeah, like like Trump, you could make the case like he's fear mongering, he's divisive, he's riling people up, and there's there's like, you know, he is the cigarette to the cancer. No direct link, but it's like for sure. Hey, come on, things are happening because sure. of his actions. The Taliban's fucking directly beheading people. They're beheading people. They're killing. They're bombing. They literally did yet last night. They bombed people. Like in there, and the whole the whole situation of also just pulling out directly and leaving all of our stuff there immediately. That's that was just, that was done poorly, entirely. Yeah, and then I found out I was like, "Whoa, this wasn't Biden's plan. It was Trump. Biden just executed on it." No, they Trump started the process of getting everyone out, and then Biden ended up saying, "Well, fine, we're going to do it." Uh, Trump's way, which it wasn't Trump's way. They ended up just accelerating the process and just pulling people out immediately. They never, they didn't. I don't think we both know enough to know on that, but I know that process is that Trump had a multi-year process to getting people out of there, and then Biden oh, yeah, struck no, it down they, and said, they, "No, we're just going to cut it off immediately and get everyone out of there." And the problem was, he also just left behind all the military equipment. I know you know that they also mm-hmm. left behind all the Americans there that are currently there. They literally like all well, those planes. By the way, both of those are gross simplifications because Biden did carry out the timetable that Trump had put in place. And they were saying that that was really the Achilles heel in this is telling the Taliban like, Hey, here's the exact date that, that these assets and uh, you know, these entities are going to be pulled out. And so it was really the Taliban accelerating and the local Taliban militia also pulling out. How can, how, there's also an essence of like, we've been training those, People for a while like we're providing the weapons training them and like how did they not it, it didn't seem like there was ever a fight by their own people to step well, up that's a really good vice piece on that the other day i encourage everyone if you happen to be listening to watch that vice piece it's like 20 minutes and uh mm-hmm. they detail dude vice has some of the hardest motherfuckers out there as far as going out there and getting in the real thicket of it mm-hmm. um yeah they had like people like this one dude man he he was like on the front lines and they, we have a CIA trained uh, special forces team of like Afghan soldiers that like we have invested that like there are people, but they're, their people. Right. Mm-hmm. So like they operate as us kind of thing. And this journalist, like he, uh, they flew in on a commercial flight to this place. And then the Taliban just like, they, they thought they'd have a couple weeks and it was like two days all the flights get canceled and they're like, Oh shit. And then, it, and then it gets real, real. And mm-hmm. all these soldiers were like, I think it was like a thousand soldiers were like, okay, Hey, let's prepare. Like, this is it. This is our last day. And the journalist is like, yeah, cool. I'm going to die. Like I get to document this. And like, this is it. Like, wow, this is the last stand. And that night the president of Afghanistan had fled, I believe. I, and I'm paraphrasing this a bit. So apart, sorry if I get that, detail wrong but so what this I, is very recent stuff yeah this is like a couple days ago um when you saw all that all those crazy images of people yeah. on the tarmac and shit right what that came from is that the local afghan military formed a truce with the taliban because they were outgunned outnumbered uh malnourished and just exhausted mm-hmm. they've been fighting this fight for so long and they're just like un- they didn't they don't have like people think 
they look at our military and look at the other militaries like we are a fine-tuned machine like yeah. there is a reason we are who we are mm-hmm. the other militaries don't op- especially not afghanistan mm-hmm. you know what i mean like we shit all over every single other military in the world every single one of them yeah it's not even close mm-hmm. like not even in the same fucking ballpark you know what i'm saying <laughs> so you're talking about afghanistan militia like they're just over it man and then you're telling them like okay here's the last stand and they were ready to give their lives but it was like three thousand taliban soldiers to like 800 to a thousand of so these guys does that mean at that point that you just if that if there's that more many more people in the taliban than there are the afghan soldiers then is that showing that that's what the people want or is that just showing that they're more afraid well, they don't want to step up. That's what I'm thinking. When I like, when I hear, is that what the people want? You want to frame that inside of uh, an arena where the main factor is lack of education, right? Like, yeah. Especially when you think about like something like creating a camp for suicide bombers. Mm-hmm. If you've ever have you ever looked into how they train the suicide yeah, bombers? I've, I've looked into that. They they put them on the brink of insanity. Yeah. You know, like they they literally are just like tortured mm-hmm. and until they're like, okay, the, my path to salvation is killing myself. Like that's yeah. the only way out of this. And so when they look at the Taliban, they look at like Sharia law as like, no, that is what's right because that's, what's going to get me to riches. That's what's going to restore peace in my country. Like it's at the end of the day, everybody wants the same thing. We all want peace, love and happiness, right? Like there's some evil people out there, but at the same time they think they're still doing what's right for the world. But the, the, when I think about it, too, if they want to be recognized, like let's say we recognize them, but then all of a sudden they start coming out and suiciding people because they don't, the world doesn't agree with them, then that's when the world gets pissed. And it's like, look, we rec- if we're, if you want us to recognize you, you can't just be going out. I just wonder if we're going to be going back in. I mean, we went back in for the oil. I think at some point it's just going to be just drop something on them. Just uh, where? Solve that problem. Drop uh, what? where i don't know they go hide in the mountains it's gonna be tough because they could just hide in those Love yeah it. like a nuke just drop, is that what you're saying just drop, just drop a nuke everyone yeah. that way the fallout just fucking fucks everybody yeah yeah maybe that's what it is maybe that's the that's the end of it right there that, that, that right there dude that's the most triggering statement with fucking rednecks we just need to drop a bunch of bombs on north korea is like man we thought it would be us but it's right. Taliban. all right we haven't heard from north korea in a while man <laughs> Yeah, they're so, staying quiet. They're like, eh, so the moral of the story, especially from that vice piece, is that that the military was ready to fight. That um, they, I'll watch that piece because that sounds. It was the higher like, ups that called it. They called the truce so that people could save their lives. And so what they did is they basically said, "Hey, if you just, we'll give you a window. You know, just uh, lay down all your arms." And the so Taliban told that yeah. to the. So okay. they left all the equipment, basically dropped their guns, got on the plane, got the fuck out of there. Uh. And so you have, you know, um, and that's how the journalist got out. <laughs> he happened to get paired up with, with, uh, our assets that normally is strict, no access, whatever. But he's like, that's how desperate it was. And, um, like I'm an American, please let me on this plane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just such a tumultuous, it is such a tumultuous time over there. I mean, you just look at how many people are like fleeing for their lives. And here I am stressed out about getting a couch today. Yeah, and thinking about that, of I have my day to day problems, and you look at then you look at the news, you're like, man, it is bad over there compared to what I am over here. Blessed. And the weird part is, like, 
I remember when I was traveling, when I was backpacking through Europe and I got to um, the UK and I got flagged at the, the passport thing. Like, you know, it's, it's so automated. Like when everything's going smooth, you don't notice anything. And I love that design in the immigration process. If everything's fine, everything's fine. Mm -hmm. And then, but it will ferret out the ones that it's not fine for. And I got flagged and I was like, oh shit, I get to see like the other side of this. It's pretty cool. Like my whole thing lit up red, right? Like you're going through these gates and my thing wouldn't let me through and it lit up red. And I'm like, oh, huh. this is interesting. Uh, but, you know, when you're an American citizen, you might as well be walking through the fucking airport with a badge, right? Like you're going anywhere in the world. You're like, <laughs> it's fine, right? The guy calls me over and he was like, so there's a thing about um, spending a certain amount of time in certain countries. It was like three months and I was coming up on that. And so they just wanted mm. me, they wanted me to be aware, right? It's to show documentation, that like I'm getting the fuck out of there by a certain date. And so, so hold on. So that's interesting to me that they like you're being, you, you're going about your business mm -hmm. and you're up and you're like enjoying the time of your life. No, yeah. you're, but you're also being tracked. Yeah. Like wherever you are, they're yeah. like, you've been in this country. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. Cause I mean, here's the deal. Like that's what visas are, right? When, when you have a passport and you go in a country, you're, that's a visa to be in that country and there's stipulations behind that. Right. Yeah. So, um, what if you came back, like, let's say example wouldn't happen, but let's say you took a boat and you came back to America and you landed on the beach, boom, mm -hmm. but they still think you're over there. Right. And then you're back over here and then you start living and do your day to day stuff. Like, are they, you're gonna, an illegal alien. Once you're here for five, seven years undetected, then you can, um, but are you an illegal alien even though you live here? Oh, would that be considered illegal? Oh, no, that, that, yeah, it's not a big deal. Okay. Yeah, it's the whole getting in. Because, I mean, here's the deal. Like, when I went to uh, the Bahamas, yeah, I got off of the cruise ship and immigrated that way illegally. Okay. So, um, yeah, there was no real way for anyone to track where I was at. And mm -hmm. everyone was kind of pissed about it, but it was cool. You know, I, like, called Carnival and got, had to get all these, like, approvals ahead of time. Like, I had kind of a paper trail to show Mm. whatever um but yeah i mean they, they do what they can and the, the reason i was bringing that up is because when you think about all the people that are trying to do this mass exodus out of afghanistan <clears throat> if you have the american passport next to an afghani passport right mm -hmm. like one is like a gold brick the other is basically like a penny yeah as far as value you know mm. like there's it's all about the value of the citizens right interesting and okay. so um what an american citizen brings to the table is typically much more valuable than afghani and so there's literally only so many countries like with something like this happens mm -hmm. most countries are actually going to start locking down their borders to those citizens because they're like hey we can't just have all you guys flooding into our country. Isn't that what kind of happened with Syria? Not long ago, they were yeah. fle flooding into Germany, and yeah. Germany had to stop it. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah, because, I mean, at the end of the day, here's so here's, you know, kind of the wake-up call when people are like, hey, I don't want to be involved with politics. Mm -hmm. Everything that you see going on right there is politics. That's where the politics part gets nasty now. Because, really nasty. Yeah, because they have to Who, start making the Whose side are call. you supporting? Yeah. Right? And then you're like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Mm -hmm. It's gotten too bad. I want to go somewhere else. And then now there's things out of your control. And these other countries are like, hey, we feel for you. We're sorry. But you can't come over here. Mm -hmm. And so, like, 
that's that tribalism, that clan where it's like, fuck, dude, now I got to, I got to deal with this problem. Mm -hmm. Right. And so just kind of interesting to think about, right? Like it's, it's not something that impacts our day to day. And like, we're just so fortunate to live in the country we do, but when you travel, you, you see more things like that. Like, especially when I was going through like Thailand or Haiti is a great example of how corrupt that government is. Like we were trying to ship in our, our medical supplies and we had um, a $3,000 shipping container, like two $3,000 shipping container and um, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of, you know, very valuable medical equipment inside. Mm -hmm. And um, thank God for Andy, you know, he's from the country, but he was like, no, you, you have to find, they're like, sorry, you know, we can't find the paperwork for it. And he's like, you have to find this for a medical clinic for like, we have to get this done today. They're like, yeah, we literally, we don't know where the paper's at. And so then you have to have the conversation around bribing them. Were they doing that on purpose because they wanted the bribe? Yeah. Either that or it just takes, you know, a long time. Things get lost in the shuffle. I'm sorry. So if you just don't know how to grease the wheels, yeah, your shit just gets loaded on a truck somewhere in one day. And, oh, yeah, we lost paperwork and it's also not in the yard. I think that's what was happening with, um, with Cuba for a little while. When they were sending stuff to Cuba after the the major disaster, they found yeah. like tons of stuff in warehouses mm -hmm. because the government was like, "Now oh, we're going to take it over here." Yeah, I mean that's just how those kind of things roll, and it's. Oh, and I remember you telling me about Haiti with the cube water. Yeah, when we were in the uh, the Coca Cola World of Coca Cola, they had all their like products on a wall, and there was cube water. Really? On the wall? Yeah. On display. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> kind of interesting, right? When you see it? Just a little plastic cube of water. Yeah, like a little pouch of yeah. water. One time. So is water, not soda? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 wild to watch them work. I helped raise uh, some money the other day. That was super cool to see that that medical clinic we built and just finished a couple of years ago. This year has delivered 450 babies this year. Half of those are wow. emergency C-sections. Whoa. Yeah. So you're talking 200 something individuals, um, not only new souls being brought into the world, but also mothers that most likely would have lost their life as well due to birthing complications. Wow. That's awesome. That's pretty wild, right? Yeah. So you're thinking about like how many lives that's it? That it's like a 400 double fold. Down, in, yeah. yeah. Double down life save. Yeah. 400 fold increase. Um, and so, yeah, if anybody wants to donate to that, you know, check out my Instagram. And how many probably saved from uh, just the year of all the yeah, problems? Yeah, and so that just represents um, a very small fraction of what that medical clinic is doing. Yeah. Uh, the Red Cross donated this uh, shipping container that is a sterile environment. It's an emergency uh, operation container. And so that that's all that that one container is doing. And so picture probably six more containers of activities mm. taking place between... Uh, pharmaceutical, general dentistry, um, you know, general stuff going on. I mean, it's not like we can do everything there, but uh, yeah, even when you just think about that alone, I was trying to explain that to a friend the other day. Um, Joshua Kennedy, shout out to him and Josh Taylor and Scarlett, uh, Kyle. I mean, so many people have donated, but um, $40 a month is quite literally bringing in two souls a month into the world like you are saving two lives it, wow. and it, it's hard to quantify that right forty dollars goes that yeah. far yeah there yeah man it's, it, it, and that kind of goes back to the value of like what you were saying the civilian 
like our dollar value is so much higher than some places in the world that it goes that much farther. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's also just about like being in the right place, right time. Right. I mean, that those are, that's another thing from that book I referenced earlier, bold. Um, you know, one of the main reasons that Bill Gates is attacking the, the problems that he is, you know, there's all these conspiracies and things, but like vaccines, like malaria, like I personally, I don't have my COVID vaccination, but like, you know, say whatever it is, you know, everyone can use their own, uh, discernment, but like clean water, um, vaccines and that's the thing. Everyone education says the conspiracy theory with him, but it's like, he's actually doing what you would, what everyone says a billionaire should do. Yeah. It's like, Oh, he literally is so rich and has all the time in the world. He could be just sitting on this couch doing nothing, but now he has time to think about these things and like what, cause that's the only type of person that's gonna be able to have time to think about these things without being paid for it. Yeah. It's someone that they don't have any more problems. Yeah. So now I can be like, how do I help the world around me? And so that's what he's doing. He's going after the vaccine. He's going after, I mean, think about like the, the, what was the mosquito nets? That he did. I don't know where that was. He did that, that, but who, no one would have thought that like, why don't we, what he probably went to that place and was like, what's your biggest problem? Mosquitoes, mosquito nets. Well, we can't afford mosquito nets. <laughs> Here you go. Let's make that problem happen. Yeah. And he's, but he's at that level. And I think, uh, and people give him that much crap and it's like, well, then what do you want from him? He's doing what you either, you'll, you'll complain that like all oh, these billionaires aren't doing nothing there cause they're rich or whatever. But then he does do something, and then you come up with conspiracy theories to say, oh, whatever. Well, yeah, he's not a pharmacist. He doesn't know because people, he'll start talking about vaccines and stuff, and they'll ask him like medical questions. And then people are like, oh, you're slipping up and stuff. It's like, well, yeah, well, by the he's, way, not that, a, he's not a, a doctor. That's also the power of, um, of explaining nuance in a conversation, right? So, like, when you make those generalizations, especially around politics or like Trump in the past, where I call that out, it's like, you see the same thing happens with Gates when people will try and slander him facts. by their facts. What things I bring up, they're facts. I just can't pinpoint where they're coming from. Sure. I mean, I don't doubt that, but when you don't bring it up in support or in, in, um, but when they're asking him like, Hey, do you know this? And he's doing a general conversation and they're like, well, where'd you get that? And he's like, I don't know. People tell me stuff every day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I'm not even really pointing to that. Like him, his lack of information. Like, of course, like he wants to surround himself with key decision makers. I'm saying more of like when people make generalizations and throw Gates in there. Right. They're like, oh, this is happening. But Gates is supporting this thing. And they, but they don't really know. They don't know the facts is what I'm saying. A lot of people with the conspiracy theories and shit, they, they themselves can't interpret the data. They're not well versed enough to understand. The I nuance. see what you're saying. Like you're, you're coming up with these these con- these conspiracy theories, but you yourself, like if they handed you the same information, you can't con- you can't form uh, an educated conclusion yourself. Yeah. Right. And so you're just going to take some surface level bullshit and regurgitate what someone else is saying versus actually taking the time to sit down and understand why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. You know, like he's part of the Vinick family's investment into Tampa. You know, mm-hmm. Part of it, one of his other foundations is investing like an absurd amount of money into Tampa, like $4 billion or something fucking crazy. Yeah. And so, um, they love, it's going to downtown. Like, yeah, gas works. I mean, they, they bought all these projects Yeah, right down the street from here and mm-hmm. they're still deciding, Hey, do we want to build this big complex or do we want to put the Ray stadium there? Yeah. That's still going. Yeah. That came back into the picture. Sure did. I'm like, should we put a baseball stadium here? Well, now that the other projects, I mean, they see how successful armature works has been and they're like, 
Stadium would be pretty cool. Stadium would be pretty cool. Yeah, and it would drive more. Like they're already have plans of what they're going to put over there in that old because they're going to tear down that stadium and put over. Yeah, I mean St. Pete's just trying to draw it out. I mean as they yeah. should. You know, it's a hundred million dollar revenue generator per year for them. Like the the hundred M's. That's a lot of money. The the revenue from the stadium. Yeah. Or they're they're trying to oh they're trying to draw the it economic out. Uh, economic impact is like a hundred hundred fifty million dollars a year for them. Wow, didn't know that. That's I thought that, there's so many there's that that's one of the biggest controversies between Tampa and St. Pete is that stadium. Yeah, because fucking stupid <laughs> so that many, it's over there. So many Tampa people are like, I'm tired of fly, going over there. And all the retired well, people in St. Pete. All the retired people that actually go to the games in St. Peter are like, well, why do we do I'm not going to go to the games anymore. But the question is, how many season ticket holders would it pick up coming to Tampa? So actually? many. So many. I wonder if it would because that's so many. Yeah, it's, it would. Because if you think of like a city like Boston or New York where they have Dude. the stadiums right there and everyone has full Look access. Look at the lightning in the Bucks. I mean, come on. Like yeah. we, They're slammed out all the time. If you had the Rays right there too, it's like. That's true. We also need a basketball team. I want a basketball That'd be team. That'd juicy. I think it'd be awesome to have one here. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm not a huge basketball fan. I'm not either, but it would just be cool to have. It would one. be cool, yeah. <laughs> just to say we have everything, right? <laughs> and we're the champ in everything. What What would the basketball team name be? The Tampa Titans. The Tampa Hooks. The Tampa Hooks. Like the Hooks. The I Buccaneers. Could, I could the, see that. The Tampa, the Tampa Hooks. Hooks. Trying to going off the pirate theme, right? The Tampa Skulls. Maybe like the J Hooks. The J Hooks. The Tampa Florida Avenue. MLK. <laughs> the Tampa MLK. Tampa manatees. Yeah. Tampa tarpon. Ooh, the TTs. TTs. Let me see your TTs. The tatas. Yes. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot, man. We could. <laughs> I want to do that. The Tampa tatas. We should start a petition. Or the Tampa strippers. We do have some of the best strip clubs in the country. You just called the team the strippers. Hmm. Yeah, that, I, th- I think that we're onto something on that one. The Tatas or the strippers? I don't know. This, this feels like a good place to end it. Think of the mascot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you if you love this episode, please share it with someone you know, someone you love. Please and, uh, just brush up against that subscribe. <laughs> tag us in it. Put that boob on that subscribe. Button. I'm at Colton DM. Dylan's gonna be busy. At Dylan Witten. Rub himself. Yes. (laughs) Bye, guys. (laughs)